Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. AEW Collision made its way over to my neck of the woods out here in the West Coast. They were in Oakland, California, and I was trying to actually go to the show because I heard that the tickets were really, really cheap, like dirt cheap, $15, $20. And it took place on a Friday. They did a Rampage and Collision taping on the same day, which was Veterans Day. And we were off that day. I didn't have to go to work that day. So I was kind of trying to go to the show, but I didn't. And the reason that is, is because I couldn't find the code to unlock the two for one deal that they had. So AEW was running this deal. It was like buy three, get four, or buy two to get one but you needed a code for it and it just seemed like way too much work so i didn't find the code i tried to ask around but it later on i found out that you can get the code on WrestleTix, but it just seemed like too much work not really worth my time it was also like two hours away oakland california is a two-hour drive from where i live so i'm like do i really want to drive two hours just to see rampage and collision i don't know but after seeing the show i'm kind of glad that i didn't make Make that drive i mean the show wasn't terrible but i don't know if it was really worth driving two hours to go see the show if it wasn't for that code i probably most likely like 95 percent chance i would have gone to that show so maybe a little word of advice here you should make that deal available for everyone tony not just for certain people that can get that code if you made that buy one get one or buy three get four deal available for everyone without no code maybe you will get some more people to go but just for having something to do that day it would have been cool to go out there and see what type of shenanigans AEW collision had in store for us but i didn't so let's just go over it here on this episode of snug wrestling what's up folks what's going on welcome back to snug wrestling with me your host my name is edgar the ratings are not out yet for AEW collision but they have been struggling not just in the attendance but in the ratings as well last week aw collision did around 366,000, which is really low compared to the numbers that they usually were doing when it first started so aw collision has been going down in the ratings they're pretty much doing rampage numbers at this point rampage did a 298,000, so they're not far off from being in those same numbers but let's get into AEW Collision this week in Oakland, California, November 12th. Let's go. We start off with the opening promos from the people that are going to be on the show. So we saw Darby, Sting, and Adam adam copeland and they're talking about lance archer and the righteous lance archer and the righteous are in a trios tag team now being managed by jake the snake roberts lance archer tried to dislocate darby allen's arm last week and this week lance archer says he's gonna finish the job we also get to see lfi in these opening promo segments and they're talking about ricky starks and this is another trios faction with roosh dralistico and preston 
advance, but they're not in the AEW Trios division. They're after the AEW Tag Team Champions, and they're after Ricky Starks and Big Bill. We also get to see Hobbs in this opening promo segment, Daniel Garcia and Andrade. Andrade is going to give the people his answer regarding, is he going to join CJ Perry, and is CJ Perry going to be Andrade's new manager? The opening match is Andrade versus Daniel Garcia, and it looks like CJ Perry is indeed going to be the new manager for Andrade, and Miro, I'm sure, is not going to be too happy about that, because Miro is watching backstage, and he's looking on as his hot and flexible wife is managing her new client, Andrade. So we're most likely going to be seeing a feud between Miro and Andrade, so I hope this turns into something really good, and something must watch, because AEW Collision is going to need something good if they want to turn these ratings and these ticket sales around. A few weeks ago, CJ Perry did an interview with Nick Houseman of House of Wrestling where she mentioned that she wanted to be known as the next Paul Heyman. But what is CJ Perry going to do for Andrade or for anyone if CJ Perry is going to be managing people? Is she going to be able to cut promos? Is she going to be able to give these wrestlers advice? Most managers are known to be a mouthpiece for their clients, but can CJ Perry even cut a promo? I don't know. I don't see how else CJ Perry is going to help another talent get over. But let's see how this feud comes about. Andrade and Garcia they're having an enjoyable a good wrestling match CJ Perry is cheering on her new client throughout this match and her new client Andrade picked up the win and CJ Perry and Andrade embrace each other in a hug celebrating their first win together and with Miro looking on backstage man I'm sure that did not make Miro happy that guy Miro he's a really really jealous freak so watch out Andrade and I gotta say I gotta give it up to Daniel Garcia because I really enjoyed his last two matches. The first one versus MJF was a pretty good match and this one with Andrade was also a pretty decent match by Daniel Garcia. So I hope Daniel Garcia can keep this up because he's really starting to grow on me. Christian Cage, Nick Wayne, and Luchasaurus, another trios faction. Everyone in AEW rolls in threes. Nick Wayne, he's going to be facing Dalton Castle who's a part of another trios faction but this is a singles match this is a one-on-one match and is this the first time that christian is going to see nick wayne wrestle maybe after seeing this match christian cage is going to realize fuck i made a big mistake and disown nick wayne so nick wayne better win this match dalton is out wrestling nick wayne and oakland california loves dalton castle dalton was hitting nick wayne with all kinds of suplexes throwing him all over the ring like a skinny twig because he is nick wayne is super freaking skinny compared to well pretty much everyone and even though dalton castle was in full control throughout this whole entire match nick wayne hits a cutter from the ropes out of nowhere and gets the win a clean win over dalton one two three good for nick wayne way to make your daddy christian proud hangman page cuts a fiery promo on swerve strickland in a pre-recorded video package and hangman is gonna take swerve 
swerved to hell and the abyss and the thresholds and it's kind of sounded like a Kane or an Undertaker promo because he was talking about he was gonna walk with his son hand in hand and piss on Swerve Strickland's grave. Hangman Adam Page is making more death threats here on this promo and is gonna be facing Swerve at full gear in a Texas death match. And we kind of predicted this already on the last review of Dynamite that these two guys were gonna end up in a crazy gimmick match. So Hangman and Swerve, Texas death in LA. The LFI, Roosh Andralisico versus the Work Horseman, Henry and JD Drake. Drake and Henry are on the attack on Dralistico as soon as the match starts. And Dralistico tags out as soon as possible. And Rush comes into the match and Rush takes the match back in control for his team. Rush, he's looking good. He takes out the much bigger JD Drake a couple of times. And you can tell that Rush is the stronger and faster one and clearly the leader of this group. These two teams gave each other 1,100 chops and 1,200 slap kicks and Roosh gets the win for his team. The House of Black, they're also coming for the AEW World Tag Team Gold and they're going to be one of the tag teams facing Ricky Starks and Big Bill at full gear because the enemy of my enemy is also my enemy according to the House of Black. Julia Hart was also there to address Sky Blue and Willow for rejecting her gift. I guess getting misted in the face by Julia is a gift now according to Julia and getting misted in 2023 is a good thing because it can no longer blind you instead it changes you into a completely different person and makes you turn evil Statlander and Willow Nightingale have an interview Statlander is going to be defending the TBS title at full gear in a three-way match against two winners of the two eliminator matches Willow is one of the competitors in one of the eliminator matches and Statlander wishes Willow Nightingale wins her match because she wants her friend Willow Nightingale to be in that three-way at full gear versus Chris Statlander. Roderick Strong versus Darius Martin. Adam... Adam. Roderick Strong is scheduled to have a match, but he comes out to the ring in his wheelchair wearing his neck brace, and it's a miracle. He can walk again. All of his prayers have been answered. Roderick Strong found his inner brother love and found the strength to battle through the pain and stand up and walk again. It is a AEW collision miracle. The bell rings, and like a flip of a switch, Roderick Strong is strong with once again and Roderick Strong yet another guy we don't see wrestle often Roderick Strong's last match was in September versus Samoa Joe and even though Roderick Strong lost his last match versus Samoa Joe Roderick Strong picks up the win on this AEW collision and not bad for a guy in a wheelchair with a broken freaking neck Matt and Mike Bennett attack Darius Martin after the match and give him a good old fashioned wiener punch for good measure Tony Khan has a another great big announcement ladies and gentlemen this time brian danielson is making the announcement alongside tony khan tony khan is sad that it's danielson's final year in professional wrestling and danielson was wearing gauze covering up his face because he has a broken face thanks to orange cassidy's super vicious and super powerful orange punch tony khan announces that danielson will be a part of all in 2024 
especially because this year's All In at the Wembley, Danielson was not able to make that show due to injury. And Tony Khan announces more and more pay-per-views, more and more tournaments, and more and more matches. AEW Continental Classic, the round-robin tournament that fans have been calling on for years. What? Since when? Who? What fans? It's going to be 12 top stars competing in matches all over the U.S. And the championship final of this tournament is going to be taking place at AEW World's End December 30th. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, why is this even called a continental tournament if it's not taking place in any other continent except for North America? These matches are going to be taking place in the United States, not Africa, not Europe. It's going to be taking place in what? Florida, Pennsylvania, Texas. Are those continents? Apparently those are continents according to Tony Khan. And second of all, what fans is Tony Khan claiming that have been asking for this? Who and when? I would love to know. Please, someone help me with this. Help me understand any of this, please. And is it crazy for me to believe that this tournament was put together specifically for Brian Danielson to win? I mean, we are in his final days in his career, or final months, I should say. Danielson is in his final year of finishing his career. This tournament was made for Danielson, right? I mean, is that crazy to assume? I don't think so. But man, I tell you what, AEW World's End, it's probably going to be the end of AEW's world if they keep making these announcements and just announcing matches and matches, tournaments, and pay-per-views back-to-back non-stop. Talk about throwing stuff against the wall until something sticks. But Danielson, he seems to be very excited. And with Tony's booking, they're going to put on the best professional wrestling show ever or tournament, according to Danielson. That's the spirit, Danielson. Way to stay positive. Way to keep that smile on your boss's face looking happier than ever. Julia Hart versus Willow. Willow is overpowering Julia Hart because she is the much bigger athlete in this match compared to Julia. Julia is mostly fighting from underneath, but Julia won with her moonsault after Willow tried to powerbomb Julia Hart, but instead, Julia countered and landed flat on her butt sitting down. Instead of landing on her back, Julia took the powerbomb and just landed sitting down. Not sure what they were trying to go for there. It was an awkward finish, but it was effective. Julia Hart won, and she's going to be going on to full gear to be one of the competitors versus Chris Stantlander for the TBS Championship. Big Bill and Ricky Starks, they get an interview. The tag team champions, they're all coming after the tag team champions, and all them being every other tag team in AEW, just like every other singles competitor or top star in AEW is going after MJF. All the tag teams are going after Ricky Starks and Big Bill, but Ricky Starks and Big Bill want nothing to do with no one. We don't want to talk to you guys. We don't want to get in the ring with you guys. If you see us backstage or in catering, don't talk to us. Leave us alone. And then the bad news was broken to them. Tony Khan just informed that Big Bill and Ricky Starks are going to defend their tag team championships in a four-way tag team match at Full Gear versus FTR, the House of Black, and the LFI. To the surprise of Big Bill and Ricky Starks, this is a first time they're hearing about this. It doesn't matter. They're still 
really confident that they're going to keep their tag team belts after full gear. And let's hope that's the case. Wilhouse Hobbs, he has a squash match versus someone that I don't even think they announced this guy's name. But this was a squash match. Hobbs gets the W in Oakland, California, which I believe is also his hometown. And Paul White was ringside watching on throughout this match. After the match, Don Callis comes out to cut a promo and says a very, very bold statement. The Don Callis family is the best wrestling family in wrestling history. Better than the Von Eriks and better than the Hearts. Wow. Okay. Then Don Callis tries to give Paul White a chance to change his mind about joining forces with Chris Jericho. It's not too late, Mr. White. It's not too late for you to take that back and not face us in a street fight on AEW Dynamite. But that doesn't work. Don Callis then tells Will Hobbs to smoke Paul White. Then Paul White stands up and he doesn't back down. And then Don Callis, Will Hobbs, and Kyle Fletcher retreat. And did I also hear that Don Callis randomly hired Brian Cage for this street fight at Dynamite? Yeah, he just called up Brian Cage and said, hey Brian, what are you doing on Wednesday? Do you feel like being in this street fight in a no-holds-barred match? And would you be willing to fight with us and help us for no rhyme or reason just because? And Brian Cage said, yeah, sure. So Brian Cage is going to be a part of this street fight on Wednesday. FTR, they have an interview. FTR, they're looking to become the three-time AEW Tag Team Champions. They're going to be at full gear in that four-way tag team craziness of a match that's going to be taking place in Los Angeles, California. The main event was a six-man tag match. Sting and Darby Allin and Adam, Adam Copeland versus Lance Archer and the Righteous. Sting gets tagged in versus Lance Archer and gets a big pop. Well, actually, Sting tagged himself in as soon as Lance Archer got tagged in because Sting wanted to defend his tag team partner, Darby, from getting his arm ripped in half by Lance Archer. Not a bad call by Sting. The Righteous and Lance Archer triple team on Sting to slow down the icon. Then Adam Copeland gets the hot tag and takes out all three opponents and all hell breaks loose. Copeland hits the spear and gets the pin for his team, Darby, Sting, and Adam Copeland get the win on this main event on AEW Collision. After the match, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne come out, and they have a little stare down with the baby faces because these two trios tag teams, they're going to be facing each other. I believe it's going to be at full gear, but that was AEW Collision. I'm kind of glad I did not drive two hours to see this show, but I can understand why AEW is getting these types of numbers on Saturday. I mean, no one is watching this. There's nothing in the show that makes me say, oh man, I can't believe I missed that. Oh man, I can't wait until next collision or nothing. There's nothing like that that is drawing me to watch AEW Collision next week, unfortunately. Again, the ratings for this show, they're not out yet, but just based on the uh, attendance I saw on TV, there seemed like there was more people than what I expected to see, but I guess we'll see when those numbers come out. Let me know what you guys thought about this AEW collision. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.